G'day, Mike. How are you, mate? Happy Wednesday. Yeah. What's um What's going on there with you? Well, I'm just sitting around. We've had a awesome meeting with our magazine designer just before you uh, rang me up, and I've seen what the layout of the new and rebirthed Truck and Life magazine is going to be, mate. I, I got a little bit excited. Yeah. Looking at it, yeah, I did. I can tell it in your voice. You're a little bit excited this afternoon. Well, I was a little bit excited, mate. I've, I've seen some of the uh, pictures. I've got a mock-up of the magazine here beside me at the moment, sitting here in the in the uh, Faraday cage. All right, you make sure and you keep it in there. No sneak peeks for anybody. No sneak peeks for anyone? No. Had a little bit of a disaster, though. The photo that we wanted to use on the cover yeah. uh, isn't big enough. Yeah, well, you know what they say. Go and get a bigger one. I'd get a bigger one. Jeez, so, can't be that hard. Going to have to get myself a camera out. I'm going to have to get my old mate Carl Black on the phone. I'm going to say, Carl, what do I do now? How do I take a picture? How do I take a picture? Right. And, and I, do you reckon he can phone it in? What do you reckon? Oh, he could do if he's listening. Because <laughs> pretty sure you'd probably need some help. Oh, no, Rose takes a better picture than me, though. Yeah, I believe that. Um, I, I spent all this money on the cameras and stuff before we, we went to Canada and I, you know, I think went through and did all the online training tutorials and I got to the point where I could take a fairly decent picture. Yeah. And, of course, then Rose just picked up the camera while we were in Canada and started snapping them off. <laughs> <laughs> we went back and had a look at them on the laptop that night and her pictures were better than mine. That's it. I just handed the camera. So, so you're going to get Rose to take the pictures, is that what you're saying? Yeah, basically. It's right. probably a wise <laughs> choice. At least at least if there's advice given, she'll probably take it. Well, that's right. Yeah. That's right. So I'll get I'll get uh, Carl on hands free. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> see, see if you can get somewhere with that. Oh, no, look, there's plenty of guys around taking some pretty nice photos. I was talking to Rodney Aiken the other night uh, from Diesel Fumes, and, and he's been taking pictures for a long, long, long time. Mm. And uh, some of the shots that, that he's got, he's been teasing me. He keeps been, he keeps sending me pictures of this superliner. Yeah, and uh, and uh, he keeps teasing me with it, and because I you know I wanted a superliner for the mag, but we didn't end up getting one. Oh, letting it out now, trade yeah, secrets. No, no. But shh, sure, sure, yeah. sure, sure. But yeah, so he's been teasing me with this superliner that wasn't available. <laughs> We're going through and doing it, so anyway. Oh, well. Sail RV. Mm, so you'll but, be out uh, maybe taking some pictures soon, eh? Well, well, without without doxing people and putting their weights up, the particular truck that is going to be on the cover of the magazine is going to be in Sydney next Tuesday or Wednesday. So we should say, shh, again, they'll be out following you now. You know the paparazzi will be after well, you I now. The pap, I know what the paps are like, mate. They'll, mm. be, you, they'll be right in You've blown it yeah. already. I've blown it? Yep. Yeah, yeah, well, anyway, good on them. If they can keep up with the good on them. Yeah, they, by the look of it, they'd be probably still too busy chasing uh, Harry around, eh? <laughs> yeah, probably. Mm. No, we'll be right, mate. Uh, hopefully Wednesday will be a nice day and we'll find ourselves a bit of a location where we can do a bit of a shoot and yeah. hopefully everything will be fine, yeah. yeah well, so, that's yeah. good. That's good. Yeah. What else has been happening in old Sydney town today? Well, some Muppet decided that he was going to trigger the alarms on the Sydney Harbour Tunnel again. Right. It's uh, it's like the third time in two days. Yeah. And so they're getting a little bit antsy about it. 
they started carrying everyone's jumping up and down saying, oh, we're going to bang trucks from the Sydney Arbor Tunnels now as if that'll you know, make a difference. Looking at the picture of the truck, they've got a highway patrol car sitting in front of it. It's a rigid truck, right? right. It's a 4.3 metre rigid truck. It had a bit of a strip sticking up off the roof, and that's what triggered the sensor. Yeah. So it didn't so, actually run into the bridge, into the tunnel. No, 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 no. It triggered the sensor and the guy, oh, we've triggered the sensor. What the hell's going on here? Mm. Um, and rather than thinking like he probably could have because it's a rigid truck and we've driven it through the tunnel, oh, I don't know, several times without doing any damage and destruction. He had... No, he decided to pull up. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. So he pulled up and the police have backed him up into this little area that they've got there. And, uh, of course, they've discovered the strip and now the NHBR are examining it and it's bigger than Ben Hur now. Yeah. And if this guy gets fined, I think it's wrong because he's done the right thing. He's driving a truck that he really should be able to go through the tunnel, 4.3-metre rigid van, can go through the tunnel, right? Should be able to. Should be able to. For some reason, he's triggered the sensor. He's mm-hmm. on the ball. He's spotted the triggered sensor and thought, oh, Maybe I better pull up and make sure that there's nothing stuck through the roof of my van, <laughs> right? Because it could happen if a bit of freight falls over or something like that inside your van, mm. not unheard of, right? So anyway, he's done the right thing, and uh, of course now he's going to be um, overtaken by the authorities. And I personally, if he, if he gets a blister, I think it's wrong. So you how, how big a B double was it according to the news? Oh, it's a B double, B triple, mega double, quad double, mate. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. Can't, I'm, say, um, can't yeah. imagine that sort of reporting no. would be going on. No, 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 no. So every truck, you know, every truck is a B double according to the news. But it, it's a, uh, it's a monster, mate. It's a, uh, uh, looks like about an eight or ten ton rigid or something, twelve ton rigid, maybe at the most. Yeah. So um, you obviously haven't been handing out enough hats up around Sydney, the area, to no, know your truck no, and height. No, your truck and height size matters. No, I haven't. Good to, maybe I should get a tool and go out and stand it. Well, it's probably a bit hard for you to carry the bag around and throw it out with the other hand at the minute, isn't it? That's right. That's right. That's right. I was, we were turfing them out all over <laughs> the place up in Bris Vegas. Uh, but, yeah, the, look, here's the thing. We've got this problem all over the place. You look at any of these uh, gorges, like you know, Broughton Pass and um, the gorges that these over-length vehicles get stuck in, mm. things like this happening on the Sydney Harbour Bridge, things like you know, people not being able to you know, get their truck under tunnels and things like that, they've got nowhere to go. Going into Brisbane is a classic example you miss the exit on the gateway mm-hmm. uh, on the on the on the motorway going into Brisbane, if you miss that last exit, you're on a DG tanker. You are in a world of hurt. Got nowhere to go. There's nowhere to go. Yeah. You know, you, uh, you end up in the Clem Seven Tunnel. Mm. Right, that's your only choice. You can go out the other side though. <laughs> just, keep, DG- just keep driving, mate. Just, not not a DG out, tanky. Come out the other side. It's easy. <laughs> They they don't like you driving through the Clem Seven with DGs on, mate. So mm. you know, that's you no good. Up, you end so. up looking at the front doors of the children's hospital. I know I've done it. <laughs> <laughs> you've what? got nowhere to you've got nowhere to go. Yeah, and and, and this is the worst part. Brought and pass. You know, 
we'll all have a big whinge about you know some someone getting stuck in Broughton Pass. Once you get down there and you realise, oh, crap, I really shouldn't be here. Um, there's nowhere for you to go. And even after you've passed the first sign that says no trucks passed here, there's nowhere for you to turn around. Mm, you could at least have a turning bay, couldn't you? Yeah, so, I mean, you know what it's like as well as I do, mate. You get on a road, you're driving down there, and you think to yourself, oh, Jesus, I really shouldn't be here. Mm. And then you see this sign that says Wake Limited Bridge or whatever it is, and you think, oh, jeez, I don't want to drive over that. Yeah. But you can't go backwards. So what you've got to do is you've got to go forwards until you find yourself a place to turn around, don't you? Yeah. I mean, we've all had those yeah. whoopsies, haven't we? You know? Well, some days happens. It, it, just, happens. it happens. It just happens without even trying. That's right. You don't even have to be, you don't have to be not paying attention. You're coming out of Sydney on the M5, minding your own business. Some clown has a cock up on the body on the M5, on the um, M Highway southbound. Um, you know, past Norellan Road or something like that, mm. and they direct you off, mm. and they tell you there's a detour. So you go to take the detour, and if you don't know where you're going, uh, it's very easy to go out through the back of Appen and end up down in the pass. Mm. End up no, a little stuck. With nowhere to turn around, you end up a little stuck. Every time, mm. every time it happens. How hard would it be? I mean, this is so predictable. How hard would it be for them to send a police car down and say to the say uh, to Appen, right at the intersection where they got to go through, and say, "You cobber, don't go down that road, go that mm. way," right? How hard would it be? But no, no. What we do is we let someone drive down there and they get their little single semi stuck up in it, and then there's a crane got to come in from the other end to get it out and all the rest of it. And it's bigger than being her, and everyone bitches. Yeah. And it's always the poor truckie's fault. A bit of common uh, sense could fix it all, eh? Yeah. Well, it's the same as these contraflows on the M1, northbound out of Sydney. Every long weekend, there's an accident going up the Buddy Mountain, the other side of the Buddy River there, mm. up the side of the hill. Because someone changed lanes and smacks a truck in the ass. Every long weekend, it happens. It's absolutely- Maybe the trucks should go faster up the hills. Maybe they should. <laughs> <laughs> Every long weekend it happens though. Well, someone's someone's truck catches fire or some bloody thing. Someone in a caravan crops up. Doesn't matter. Every weekend we've got all these beautiful contraflows. They spend hundreds of thousands of dollars building these contraflows, and the police don't use them. And I've asked the question. You know why they don't use them? Why? Be- because there's no one to tell them that they can. Hmm. There's no one there to make the decision and take the responsibility. And the police officers don't feel as though without a SOP, that's a standard operating procedure, mm-hmm. <laughs> without someone having having uh, written it down for them and tell them what they can do, they don't feel as though they can take it in their own hands to manage the traffic. Because Christ knows police don't know how to manage the traffic, do they? It's not something they do on a daily basis. Mm. But unless you can put a thousand witches hats two feet apart the whole way down between contraflow to contraflow, apparently it's not safe. Right. I don't understand. It um, gets too difficult, doesn't it? it? Does get too difficult. But anyway, that's the that's the world we live in. The lowest common denominator. Well, this afternoon, me and Colette Bondi went up mm-hmm. to casino. Did you? Yeah. Just, what was it like up at the casino? Well, did you catch was, up with Darren? We did. It was a lovely afternoon up there. We um, did, you, did you sit there and have a glass of wine and just sort of 
no, enjoy the scenery? No, no, because we're, we're business people, man. We don't, oh, okay. you know, we don't drink while we're on the job. I don't know. So that to Wednesday yeah. and Saturday nights. <laughs> <laughs> So did you did you book it out as a fact finding mission? Am I going to see an invoice right. in the intro? Yeah. Yep, you will, <laughs> you will. But we just checking out our site, you know, for the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, talking to Darren about uh, yeah, the, how how big this thing's going to be. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like there's going to be a few trucks there, but I won't let too much of that out either. But I'm I'm <laughs> sure it's one not to be missed, and particularly because we'll be there. Well, that's right. Releasing, and I'm, pretty, and I'm pretty big. You wait to see me in profile. <laughs> Releasing a new magazine. Yeah, mm, which so I've got a mock-up, mock-up hog. Yeah, just, just don't like hold that. it up. Someone might see it. Someone might see just, it. Just put it down. Put it down, Michael. Put it down. <laughs> all right, I will. Mm, so no, oh. just just checking it all out up there. So yeah, yeah. looking forward to that. Yes, and uh, there's going to we're going to have a bit of merch up there, aren't we? We will. Certainly and, uh, will. Magazines and things like that. Hmm. Don't and, uh, don't tell them too much, mate. Come along. See, yes, come along. See what's going on on the day. But be yeah. there or be square. Yeah. So anyway, we might go to a bit of bit of the stones. Bit of stones. Bit of stones. Now Yogi was going to stones last Saturday night. You're not on the stones, are you? Surely. No. No, we're talking about the Rolling Stones. Rolling Stones. All oh, right, then. Sure. Okay, fine. Right, everyone. We'll be back Thanks shortly. Right up.
We're back. We are back, and you're back. We're back. Welcome back. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So what What other rubbish have you been reading today, Mike? Well, the Vegemite story, mate. This is this is big news, this is, right? Mm. Vegemite. And there's a picture going around on the uh, social media of slices of bread uh, with a jar of Vegemite sitting in the middle with, with one being sort of next to no Vegemite two a bit more, three a bit more, four a bit more, five has a lot of Vegemite on five, and six is like a, a, a layer of Vegemite across the whole slice. Right. Okay, so now that we've got that visual in 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 train, we sort of have to wonder about um, how to, you know, how much Vegemite do you put on your toast? Do you even have Vegemite on toast? I do, and... And I only have a very small amount. I believe less yeah. is more with Vegemite. And if you think any different than that, um, I'm sorry to tell you, but you're wrong. All right. Well, any Australian who answers a number lower than five should have their citizenship revoked. There you go. I'm leaving the country. <laughs> be de- and be deported immediately. Really? According to one passionate, one passionate fan. I'm about a four. You know, four or five. I'm not a six, but you know, four or that's, five. That's like yeah, what you do with peanut butter and honey and stuff and jam and cream. Well, peanut, yeah. No, it's not, no. Sorry, you're wrong. Yeah, well, no, I'm talking about the, I'm agreeing you with the peanut butter and, and the jam and the peanut butter and honey and stuff. Yeah. You know, the more is more is better, always. Yeah. Not, so, so you've just sort of got to think about it. Can, you know, there's sort of... Four, okay, you're getting there. I'd say the amount of, is correct, but the application isn't. We're going to have to give you a bit of the benefit of the doubt, right? <laughs> Five is where you need to be, which is the even application across the whole bread. Six is bingo. I say if you're going to use as much bold spread, be bold with your application. That's exactly what number six is. <laughs> I can hardly see the bread under the thick laser, uh, under a slit. Thick. Oh, geez, I can't even speak English. Mm. I've got Vegemite on the tongue. Under that thick slather of Vegemite. <laughs> Chef's kiss. Mwah! Right, but hey, just an opinion. Just, right, hey? just your opinion. No, no, it's just their opinion. Oh, right. There's people going on here, two, fight me. <laughs> I'm a two and you can fight me. Wow. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm anticipating back, back like someone says, definitely a three, throw the rest in the bin. <laughs> <laughs> Someone calls this sort of just low-range sacrilegious. Right, Nanny? It's weird what we get passionate about, though, isn't it? It is. Like, like yeah. veg- Vegemite. As if anyone cares how much Vegemite you actually put on your bread. And as if you judge someone for wanting different amounts of Vegemite on the bread. Well, there's one thing about judging somebody, but actually saying it publicly is another thing, I suppose. Yeah, well, Promite, though. How do you go no. with Promite? Have you tried Promite? No, no. That's not it's a just, poor it's, attempt at it. It is a poor attempt, isn't it? It's like Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that, and I thought, Jesus, I don't think our insurance could cover it, right, eh? That's uh, not a... No, it's not, I suppose. It was actually an ad. I don't drink Pepsi either. No, no. I don't mind Promite occasionally, just for a change. Mm. It's sort of not quite so, it doesn't quite, so it got so much of a, a bite and doesn't try to rip the tongue right out of your head like Vegemite. 
What? I got a text message here. Oh, I've got a I've got a crumpet with with Vegemite applied to it. A and crumpet. It, yeah, crumpet with Vegemite applied to it. Looks like it's about a number three or four on the scale. Yeah. So that's that's all right, I suppose. And the other text message is number five. He said number five. Plus goat cheese on top, he said. Yum. Peanut butter and honey is the second slice. Mm-hmm. So there you go. <clears throat> we do have some twisted people in our audience. Yeah. It's, uh, it's um, yeah, look, the old Vegemite thing, it's, you know, who who knows what's right and wrong. I know the way I like it, but on a on a crumpet, I don't know, a muffin maybe, not a crumpet. but Crumpet? I, I like a bit of crumpet occasionally. Mm, yeah. So? I like, I like that alone, <laughs> I wasn't even talking about that. <laughs> You went straight to the gutter. No, well, it's, you know, it's still before nine o'clock here. I'm talking about like a crumpet with with, with honey and stuff on it, you know? Yeah, golden syrup about. and cream. Golden syrup. Mm. I, I used to love golden syrup as a kid, you know. We used to put golden syrup on the porridge. Yeah, because it's what you used to scrape up off after they, you know, seal things for rust protection and that. <laughs> Well, you wouldn't be into the molasses then, would you? No, uh, not really, because I used to pour it out for cows. Yeah? Yeah, so I just got a message there, crumpets are for honey, you know? <laughs> they are indeed. Mm. <clears throat> but, but, but I love the way you've got the, you've got the holes in the crumpet so that you can put the butter on, right? Mm-hmm. And the butter melts into the holes, and then you put whatever on, whatever you want on top of it, right? Yeah. So, yeah, and, and it sort of goes, you know, and you can bite into it and it sort of just... It melts just through the bottom of it and it, it, Well, it can do. It, it can do. If, you, if you're careless, it can do. But you sort of sink your fangs into it, right? Mm-hmm. And it sort of just sort of squishes and just it's all juicy and it sort of just goes into your mouth. And like, oh, mate, make me mouthwater just even thinking about it. A bit of honey on toast, a bit sounds, of crumpet. Sounds like you're having a fair bit of fun there. I'm having too much fun, mate. Mm. Too much, too much fun. Yeah. We're, uh, <clears throat> we're, we're, we're just trying to get Trev on the phone, Trevor Warner there before, and uh, he's got a little bit to do yet before he pulls up. We're probably going to have him in about 15 minutes or so. He'll call in hmm. and we'll in have a, a bit of a chat. In a little bit, yeah. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, if you're free and you want to call in, please feel free to call in. 0491 825 633 is the number. If you want to, call in and have a go. Tell us what your favourite thing is. Mm. Um, yeah. But, My uh, favourite thing tonight is American mm-hmm. honey again. Is it? Is yeah. it? So I apologise to listeners if they can hear the ice rattling around in the glass yeah. again. But I've got a cup of coffee in front of me because I'm being serious and paying attention at work. That's what I'm doing. All right. But you haven't been doing anything all day. I, I've been doing a little bit uh, today. Mm. I didn't get my afternoon nap today. So Didn't you? No. No, no, it's a bit of a shame, but that worries me. It uh, worries me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, you get overtired then, and you can't sleep. You know, yeah, all that yep. sort of yep. stuff. Yeah, I, I feel for you, buddy. I, I really bet do. you do. I do. I'll, you're probably more down the line if you couldn't care less. I'd say <laughs> you could probably go there. Yeah, yeah, it's all right. Yeah, big shoulders. I can handle it. I can handle yeah. it. Yeah. So yeah. what else do we got? What else have we got? We've got uh, 
Aussies wild seven kilogram carry on shocks. Well, you've always got to travel with other people who travel light. Yeah, Yeah, because then you get to use up their baggage space. Mate, don't you think, though, when was the last time you got on an aeroplane? You went on a plane to go down and have a little bit of trailer the other week. A couple of weeks ago. But when was the last time you jumped on a plane to go anywhere substantial? I don't know what, what do you what, what do you call substantial? Well, like, you mean with more something. than a oh, yeah, with more oh, than the carry on. Been a fair while because we we tried our hand at the boat thing for a while. Yeah, but yeah, for right. a holiday on a plane, I think it's been a while. Yeah, yeah well, Rose and I have done a few cruises. They were right. Last time Rose and I were on a plane was when we went to New Zealand last year, mm. and we had a we had a carry on each, and we had a suitcase each, and we were over there for uh, a couple of weeks, right? Yeah, I honestly think though that some people just take the piss with their bloody <laughs> carry-ons, taking you know? too much luggage. Yeah, but they t- they try and take it into the cabin on the plane with them. Ah, oh. you know, so they'll so you you know you'll see someone will go. They've got their little carry-on with the bag. They're dragging on behind them. They've got their dirty great big bag around their waist. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the clutch purse, their coat, the freaking hat, the whole lot. You know, and then they try and stick it all in the overhead locker. And you've got to put your stuff there, and there's no freaking room to put your stuff. Oh, they just take, just some people cricket, just take it? the piss. No, well, they take the piss. Mm. And if I was the airlines, I'd say, no, 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 no. One carry-on bag, because that's what it says on your ticket. Take your pick, mate. That one, that one, or that one. The other two are going in the hole. Well, they're obviously taking advantage of the volume loading scenario. Yeah, well, I'll volume load some of them. <laughs> well, it, <laughs> I thought Rose took your soapbox. No, I've just... You've I've, stretched over and grabbed it, I've haven't you? Hold of it. Hasn't removed it far enough. No, she hasn't removed it far enough. It's bright yellow. It's got it's got uh, lovely little, you know, non-slip stripes on it and stuff. I won't fall off it when I get up, let me tell you. Yeah. But don't you think that people take the piss with the buddy? With the, with I don't the know why you want to carry that much stuff on a plane anyway, to be well, honest. Just yeah. a space to save a bit of time. Yeah. Coming out the other side, so you don't have to well, wait there. I don't know. But who cares? I mean, is 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 your life that short? Um, Probably not. Who was that? That was a phone. Was it anyone we know? No. Righto. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> it's one of my phones. So. Oh, righto. Yeah. Do you, need to, do you need to go to a song and take a phone call? I don't you, know, mate. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. We'll find yeah. out in a minute. Send them a text message. Yeah. Them on the radio, yeah. you, I'm on the radio, you idiot. Oh, yeah, you, know, you know how it is. I yeah. do. I do. Um, anyway, you want to go to a song? No, I don't want to go to a song. Oh, I've you keep it. talking. I've found the best story. Have you? you it's start, got adult, start talking. It's, it's got adult content. We aren't there yet. <laughs> it's about a mind-blowing top-rated toy. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to leave it right there. But it's apparently it's mind-blowing. Right. Uh, and, it, and it's apparently it's changed the lives of thousands of Australians. Mm-hmm. Joe Cummins and Biff Conway have given t- a trial run, apparently. <laughs> Can we see pictures? No pictures. Can we? Well, I'm seeing pictures of the two girls that have given it a trial run. They're both smiling. 
Right. Anyway, we'll just let's just not go there, shall no, we? We'll just, just let, be careful of that. We'll just. We'll there just was leave. a few other ones there that were a bit ordinary too, but you know. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh man, painful. Let's have a look. Let's let's have a look at Prince Harry. What's he done? Well, I was looking at that this morning early on the news. Yeah. And apparently he turned up late to court or something. Yeah, he did. Yeah. They said don't go. They still listen to him. Like if that was me or you, they'd probably kick you out and you'd never be allowed mm. there again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. you know, that's what, that's what you can do when you're a prince. I worry, you know, I worry. I wonder, you know, is this guy said, oh, you know, we don't want, we want to go and have a quiet life. Media, please leave us alone. Every time you turn around, he's just about to dial well, you know, in front of a camera. I'll give you a tip. Yeah. If you want the media to leave you alone, yeah. don't sue them. Don't sue them? No. Good no. idea. Good That's idea. like beating the beehive, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Here he is. He's been, looks like he's been shown to be a liar, right? Yeah. Harry, according to the Times, struggled to justify his crime hacking claims, also forced to admit repeatedly that some of the 33 articles that actually emerged from official palace statements, interviews with him or his mother, or previous media reports. Like one of the stories in question, Diana had, had was so set on Harry's big day, dating back to 1996. Um, pointed out the donors trip had actually been reported in the press, blah 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 blah. Blah blah blah. Harry didn't Harry didn't get a phone of his own until nineteen ninety eight. What I don't think I had a phone of my own until it was nineteen ninety eight. Yeah, well, you know, it's a bit hard to claim shit come off your phone in nineteen ninety six when you didn't have your own phone until nineteen ninety eight. Whoops. So mm. the few porky pies there. Just a couple. Just a couple. Mm. So, I mean, uh, yeah, and he's, he's got a photo there. He's looking very, very, uh, very, very uh, contrite. This is what happens, boy, when you go in and you want to go and play with the big boys, you expect to play hard. But yeah. They'll yeah. probably be a bit rough, that media mob. Well, you think? Mm. You think? Mm. I don't know. But anyway, I- his quiet life isn't probably turned out exactly how he wanted it. Link. All, all I can all I can say is that Megan, I reckon Megan to be hard work. That's just my opinion. Yeah, right. I'll leave that one alone. Well, I think you should. I think I should leave it alone too. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The truth, the truth behind the damn disaster. Do we want to go there? Well, it's getting very political. Well, it's not really. And yeah, well, go, try it. Go, you you try. If now, well, we can only now, cut you off. You can only cut me off. Are you, are you, are you beside the dump button? Yep. So they're blowing this dam up in the Ukraine and they've flooded the valley and all the villages and everything underneath. It's all terrible. Everything's absolutely terrible. The Russians are being blamed for it. Uh, the Russians are saying, no, we didn't do it. The Ukrainians did it. I don't know why the Ukrainians would blow up their own dam. It's a bit of a, a bit extreme for a sympathy vote, even from that fella. Mm. Um I can understand why the Russians would blow it up. It's a, it's a military target. Mm. Or at least they were in World War Two when the Allies blew up two in the Ruhr Valley. Yeah. The Moan and the Eden Dam were both taken out by Mr. Barnes-Wallace's bouncing bombs. 
and uh, that destroyed the uh, the rural valley for making you know the crops steelworks and all that were downstream from it all hmm. wrecked the whole lot and shortened the war by years and years and years and years so I can understand why the Russians would blow it up and it's a military target. Hmm. Yeah. And funnily enough, we are actually having a bit of a war. So, you know. So these know. things happen, you say? Well, call me crazy. Um, I've know, told but, you many things. You know, I had a bit of a laugh. There, that, there was some, there was, well, I'm not a laugh. Look, I, I laugh. I say laugh ironically. It's not, I don't mean any of this is funny. It's certainly not funny enough for the people that are involved in it. Uh, my heart goes out to them, it truly does. It's got to be a terrible experience, terrible place to be. But for God's sake, it's a war zone. Mm. You know, and, and this sort of stuff is going to happen. Um, there was video, the difference between now and when the Romans were doing it, and even Vietnam, even before Vietnam, Korea. Um, now we've got technology that can spread the news of what's going on around the world five seconds after it happens, mm. you know? Uh, and if someone actually goes, if someone's actually gone down the story, I'm now, I'm scrolling down the story. Uh, Russia's used such tactics for Joseph Stalin ordered a dam in the Yunpro River to be breached ahead of the advancing Nazi forces. And in May 1943, the Royal Air Force launched its famous dam busters bomber raid against three dams in the rural valley. Uh, which resulted in the indiscriminate nature of destruction. Um, in 1977, a new protocol was detailed on the Geneva Convention, banned dikes and nuclear electrical generating stations should not be targeted. Um, the, you, you've sort of got to ask yourself a question. They go down and say it's a double-edged sword. Well, the dam's destruction also has severe implications for the Russian-controlled territory. Let's not get too political about it. For me, it's a military target. For me, Mr. Vladimir Zelensky, or whatever his name is, <laughs> should stop going and rattling around the tin and go and have a talk and we can talk, sort this stuff out. Mm. Because, you know, I remember seeing posts uh, from the Ukrainian military about him before he became president where the Ukrainian military was saying, if this boat becomes president, it'll be a disaster. Mm. Do some homework, people. This guy is just a tin rattling little bloody grub. <laughs> there you go. I've got it out loud. <laughs> and if you care to disagree with me, go your hardest. Uh, someone by might. All means, but, by yeah. all means, come on. Yeah. 0491 825 633. I'll sit here quietly while you say your piece. And I won't even talk shit about you after you leave. You're going to sit Come, there quietly. I absolutely promise I will. I've done it before. Oh, that's Say your piece. Well, this time, Trev's trying to call back in, so we want to get Let's go down the road, talk here. trucks. Let's so, talk trucks. Talk trucks? Big trucks or little yeah, trucks? Bugger. Well, little trucks are blocked. Oh. Harbour bridges, that'd be good. Hey, Trev, how you going? Hey, hey guys, you? yeah, doing well. Yeah, we're actually live, up? Trev. I thought I'd better sneak that in before you say yeah, what you normally right. say about Mike. <laughs> don't, go, don't go firing off and shooting from the lip, mate. That's my job. I better put the filter on. Put the filter on. <laughs> We've just been, I've just been having a bit of... I've just been sounding off about the Ukrainian dam that they blew up. So it's yeah. a surprise. It's a military target to an act of war. Too bad, so sad. That's it. Another, another interesting uh, event that I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people scratching their head over. Yeah, well, 
on, yeah. So anyway, let's get away from that. Let's talk about trucks, buddy. Now, we don't want to talk about any recent meetings or anything like that, but we do want to talk about the generalities of what, what the hell was that? <laughs> That's my little black view, chicky babe, mate. Tell them, tell them me that she, that the, the truck stopped moving and she's going into parking mode. All right, right. So it's your, it's, it's actually your camera. It's not, a, it's not a chicky babe. Can we clarify that? That's a yeah. It's it's the camera. Black black view. I was on the phone to the wife the other day and she heard the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, black view decided that they'd have a, a voiceover when it changes activity or some nonsense like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, mine does the same. <laughs> Well, we lucky you got that, so you know what's going yeah. on. That's all I can well, say. That's, you never yeah, know. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, how, how could you possibly work out what was going on if it didn't tell you? Mm. It's just, that's it. It's modern yeah. technology, mate. So whereabouts yeah. are you, Trev? Uh, I've just pulled up at the new um, the new uh, gravel powdered gin at the sale yards that they're you know, the council's done a wonderful job here. They've run out a bit of road base. They've packed and they've actually thought in advance because this is going to be the site of the new um, heavy vehicle, designated heavy vehicle rest area when uh, when TMO and uh, the government get their act together to actually put some bitumen down. But they've yeah, done mate. the road base and now we're all roll packing it with our tyres, um, making yeah, it mate. nice and hard. And, yeah. So Was there room to park here. three trucks there, is he? Well, it's interesting. Um, I just did. A, I just did the lap of the block, and if uh, if the fellas over there were decided to park reasonably parallel, you could probably fit another three more trucks in. But because they're in some sort of chaotic pattern, um, <laughs> the room's a bit light on. Chaotic, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we can't park to one side. We've got to park right in the middle, so that's no right. One can get through. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, you've only got to look at what they do at Wyom, mate. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I was there the other night. Just to refresh my memory why I, I don't go to sleep there. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love the way they sort of rip up the up the inside there and then all mm -hmm. of a sudden we have to, we've got to do three down chips and Jake all the way to the end. That's it. And That's I, the one. And I, and I think to myself, an absolute blog. Mm -hmm. And I, I've got on the UHF and, and screamed at them and then they want to come and rip you out of the cab and, you know, come and say that out, mate, you know, and have that whole argument, mate, you're an idiot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, that's and, I hear what you're saying. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, you've you, you got to wonder what's going on. So, speaking of why on, mate, the Maccas are shutting there now. I heard and, that. And the, uh, the old restaurant obviously shut down a while ago. Mm, there's yeah. going to be there's going to be the uh, the pumps, the fuel pumps where you can get fuel, and obviously the parking area is going to be there. I believe they're going to knock a lot of that down and rebuild it. And I believe there's going to be a hungry jacks or something go there. Okay, I was wondering what the what the plan was. Yeah, I don't know for certain. Don't quote me. If there's anyone out there listening that knows more about it than me, please ring in. Um, and and so the, I, my understanding is that they're going to be either refurbishing it or knocking it down and rebuilding it. Um, right. And, and uh, there's going to be there's going to be a fast food there of some description. I think it might be a Hungry Jacks or or one of those, not a Macca's anyway. And uh, but that means obviously the showers and that that were there will be gone. I would say. And 
you know, the trophy's lands that was there will be gone, I would say, and it will be, you know, just that extended food court sort of a situation that we have in any of the other places now. I'll be surprised if we end up with any facilities at all there for drivers. Um, apart from obviously your, your toilets and things, whichever one we use. So, hmm. you know, yeah. not mind you, not that the not that the showers that are there now or that were there before are that great. We do have some grubs, pigs, and filthy individuals in this industry, and they tend to uh, make a mess sometimes, as we've seen from the photographic evidence from <laughs> recent history. That's uh, it. I believe there was a similar problem up at Rockhampton. They they were going to refurb it, and then they walked in and um, saw the actual state of it, and just gone, mm. "Yeah, no, nah, let's just let's just demo the whole thing and start from yeah. scratch." So maybe they'll do that. Maybe we'll get the opportunity to put in our two cents worth and. Uh, push that uh, rear bank back a little bit and make the parking bay, parking area a bit bigger, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can understand why people don't want to provide, why some of these companies don't want to provide the facilities when you look at the way some of these things end up. You know, I, I don't know what these people's homes would be like, but uh, you've got to wonder when you see the state of some of the restrooms, the way they get left. And, I mean, Jesus Christ, how many men cannot actually pee in the bowl? How hard is it? It's not rocket science. Well, if you've got a shorter barrel or low muzzle velocity, just stand closer to the target. I mean, how hard is it? Maybe they should get those, instead of having a pink or a yellow pretty thing, maybe they should have a turn it into a a target, into a bullseye. Oh, Jesus, I don't know, mate. I, I, I I just look at some of this stuff in despair... And I feel so sorry for the people that have got to clean up after some of these pigs. Yeah. Well, they say throw a ping pong ball in the in the bottom of the toilet, isn't it? Throw a ping pong ball. Yes, yeah, it's just a target. Yeah, oh, that'll do. Yeah. I don't know. I've never heard of that, but anyway, yeah. maybe some of these people <laughs> should learn how to actually. It's yeah. a bit of a shame so that we a... actually have to talk about it, isn't it? Well, they're having the same problem in in America, you know. And there was a big meeting over there at the um, I think it was called themselves the American Truck Stop Operators Association. Yep, yep. And yep. Um, and they sort of said the same thing that they're more than happy to provide parking, providing mm-hmm. they can get a return on their investment. And yep. while ever the the truck drivers are, aren't spending, and while ever the rates are getting lower and lower. Um, mm. They're not putting it into the truck stops, and they—it's they, just simply not viable to to expand the the services. Well, this is the thing we've got used to driving around the place and having everything given to us on a silver platter for free. Um, I often wonder. I know I would be prepared to pay five dollars for a clean shower that had just been cleaned and didn't have pubic hair matted in the bloody floor of it, and didn't have. You know, soap scum up the walls and someone's chewing gum plastered to the wall and all that sort of crap. I mean, um, would you? Would you pay five bucks? Oh, I would. Well, I, I normally, I don't need to spend any money, but just out of courtesy, uh, I'll, I'll go and spend five or ten dollars just as a, as a matter of um, yeah. uh, courtesy of, of giving something back to the to the site for providing that. Um, some of the places in the States, you know, they're charging $15, but it's like walking into a motel ensuite for $15. Yeah. Bucks. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I think someone like BP, you know, like they've got their reward card system already set up. So 
if you're yeah. getting your fuel, um, put showers on the reward cards, and it, it's a way of you know, nobody works for free these days. It's just not fair to expect the cleaners to do it cheap just so the the operator can can make some money. Yeah, well, that's right. I suppose if you've, if you've got a reward card system as BP and Shell and all those do, um, then those facilities are there and you need to go and, you know, if you don't if you don't buy fuel or if you don't uh, buy a feed or, or whatever, then you don't get to use the shower. Sorry, the showers are locked. Mm. Um, or, 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 or pay the cash. Mm. Or pay the cash. But as we said, we talk about people, you know, taking the mickey with the carry-on. I mean, how many times? How many times have you seen? I mean, I've seen you pull up at the Caldex at Penong, for example, and you know, then you'll you'll be going in there to have a shower, and there'll be uh, a, a couple of wicked vans pull in, and they'll all pile in and have a shower, mm-hmm. and, and then they go and buy anything in the shop. They they shoot through, you know, mm. and yeah, and then you sort of wonder why the the service station operators get a little bit jerked off about it. Mm. Um, I mean, I don't know if I was them, I'd be jerked off about it. And the, and Absolutely. the, the mess that they make, and you know, uh, just indescribable, yeah. some of it. And the vandalism. Well, what? How, how many road houses have you been in, Trevor, and seen the bloody shower head pulled off the wall? Well, I was actually in the shell at Albury the other day. Um, yeah. I, I tend to like that side. It's just in a good spot, and I don't, yeah. don't mind the yeah. facilities, even though they're old. Not one yeah. shower, three, three showers, no shower heads in, in any of them. That's right. <laughs> why? Why? But, why? Why would you? Why would you? And, and it wasn't the whole. It wasn't. They didn't just steal uh, the, the arm and the whole thing. They just, they just took the head and left the arm there. Like, yeah, yeah. Why? Just no logic whatsoever. Oh man, this does my head in. And you know, just you could not make it up. You couldn't make it up. If they're good enough to provide you with these facilities, I mean, how hard is it to respect them? I know that my old man always taught me, if you go in and use the bathroom in a, in a service station, then go into the shop and buy a bottle of soft drink or a packet of uh-huh. chewing gum. Go and buy something from the shop. At least That's that it. way, at least that way, you know, what goes around country. It's like, you know, being living in a country town and not supporting the local business and then sucking when they close down because they're not making any money. <laughs> you know, you've got to support well, your local businesses. This is it's the whole it's an extension like, of the whole thing. The shell at Narrabri, you know, I always yeah. used to call in there and um and get a get a drink and a sandwich. Uh, yeah. there were some new people went in there, I can't remember when it was, it was a while ago now, but it was mm. it was run down. Some new people come in, apparently the food was pretty good, so I started going there and just getting a little bit because we sleep just across the road or over near the council yard so yeah, yeah, support yep. them and, and now they're gone everyone's complaining oh there's there's no facilities in Narrabri well when yeah, there was well, facilities there you didn't support them so or, or you not, abused them or you abused yes. them mm. you know exactly now I remember what it was like out there I've been down near bogged out the back of the shell at Narrabri Jesus like a bloody BMX course out the back in <laughs> the back <laughs> I suggested to the guy on the till there one day, you know, the, you know, the the the, uh, the depth meters they put near the bridges. Yeah. <laughs> I suggested put a few of them around there once. Potholes were getting that deep. Yeah, you need some reflectors around there, and not green ones. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's it. But, you know, that, that's that whole this whole subject's in, indicative of, of the industry where 
you know, if you're a um, if you're a, if you're a forklift operator in in a warehouse mm. and you you can't get home for the night, the boss has got to give you enough money for accommodation and meals. Yeah. But for some reason, um, the powers or the lawyers have been able to negotiate that. Okay, we'll give the truck drivers forty dollars, and that'll offset their food. But we, yeah, we mm. don't have to give them accommodation. So, but if you if you're a politician yeah. in Canberra, it's a couple of hundred. Well, that's right. That's right. I, I was I was talking <laughs> to a a, a Labor staffer oh, several years ago. Now, yeah. um, they went up to Canberra, and they they get they got their normal wages plus thousand yeah. dollars cash for four days. Yeah, and if they went up to Canberra and decided to stay with their friends, they'd pocket the pocket the cash. Yeah. and um, the way they'd done the the, the payment summary, it, it never showed up as a an allowance. So yeah. the tax office didn't know about it. Thousand bucks. Yeah. Thanks for coming. Well, you know? we used to. We used to. I haven't always been a truck driver, Trevor. You know that. And uh, when I was working for Queensland Health in the remote uh, remote sector. We used to get living away from home allowance, mm-hmm. and uh, it totaled up to nearly as much if you were in a remote area. Um, and I would go and do a few remote jobs from time to time. It would total it could total up nearly as much as what your pay was just for your allowances. Yeah. And of course, yeah. it never ever showed up. It was just a you just claimed it. You know, there was a separate claim form you used to fill in, and just claimed it. And uh, yeah, there you go. And they pay um, you cash. Well, they don't pay you cash, but they put it in your pay. Mm. So, um, you know, what would happen was that you would make the claim and they would just, and if it was for the right amount of days, and boy, no one cared, they just kicked it off and you got paid it. So, mm. you know, yeah. that's what I'm going to right do with you, Craig. I'm just going to fill out the form and, t- and you'll, t- you'll tick it off and put it in your bank account, won't you, mate? Yeah, sure. Yeah, you can think that. You know, when I went to the fair work... <laughs> do whatever you like. <laughs> When I went to the Fair Work Commission there back in two thousand end of two thousand and nineteen, um, one of the one of the um, the employer groups read what I'd uh, I'd submitted, and uh, his, one of his first comments uh, I didn't actually see it, but I someone took a screenshot and sent it to me, and uh, it was words to the effect of um, this this these two truck drivers want to take us to the bad old days of uh, living away from home allowance, and that's that's outrageous and industry destroying. So yeah, yeah. every other every other industry gets it. Uh, you know, my yeah. wife's uncle he, he was out in the desert with uh, with a crew of uh, looking for oil, and they got they got their wages, and they got all uh, the living away money as well. But yeah. for some reason, long distance truck drivers, no, no, no you, you don't deserve that. Mm. Yeah, well, if you if you're working up the Pilbara in the Pilbara, some of the companies, mate, you get your camp, you get your meals, you get your laundry done, you get. Everything done for you. Um, if truth be told, you might even be able to get a back rub, depending on how you go. <laughs> and uh, and uh, you get paid your wages as well. You fly in, fly out. All your airfares and everything are paid for. Um, it's a pretty good deal. Um, That's it. You know, so why wouldn't you? I mean, if you want to drive around in circles in a quad, I suppose it's all right. I mean, I enjoyed it for a while. But we something didn't have any of that. Yeah, good on the It's something you've done. You ticked off the, the bucket list. Well, there's a bucket list thing, but I mean, I didn't get the free. I got a free house. I got a house and a car to drive around in Port Hedland. 
Um, we had to pay for our, we had to pay for our own meals and prepare our own meals. But if you wanted to live in the camp, you could live in the camp. Um, and there was a place there you could go. We used to go in disguise. We'd put, put a different company shirt on. We'd go over to the camp and have a feed. <laughs> <laughs> so are you suggesting, Mike, that the standards for the mining workers is better than the standards for the long-distance drivers? Uh, yeah, I am actually, yeah, 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 yeah. So there we go. Surprise, so, surprise, surprise. Yeah. There you go. The, the standards for this industry have been diluted that much where we're... Yeah. we're um, we're left with what we've got now, and our and, roadhouses are going broke. And we've we've given it away. We've actually given mm-hmm. it away. I mean, it's got to the point now where the food to buy a feed up the road is is outrageously expensive. You never know what you're going to get, the quality of what you're going to get. Um, I'm a sucker for when you go into the places like the BP at Laverton, for example. And I'll go in there. I've often gone in there and got fill at the BP at, at Laving, Lavington um, on the north side of Albury there and go and park and go inside and have a shower after I've filled up. And then I'll head down to the Bain Marie in the <laughs> restaurant. And there will be, depending on where you're from, potato scallops or potato cakes. I don't want to get into the argument. Just these lovely little golden potato things that are deep fried with salt on them and they taste absolutely scrummy and I just cannot help myself. So it's not good for you. (laughs) But you do it anyway. But I do it anyway. Um, And and what I try and do then then is I've got to not admit it to Rose, right? Because Rose makes my meals for me when I'm away and I microwave them in the truck. But I made it, there's a potato scallop on hand. I just can't help it. Can't go the ones past over, it. Nah, the ones over at Barney are pretty good over there too. And just, just saying. I wouldn't know. I don't have, you know. Just saying. There still are some good truck stops about though. Well, there are. Mm. What's, what would be your favourite, uh, Trev? Um, on the Pacific, definitely, definitely Moorlands. Yeah, That's, right. Um, I've heard a few bad reports, but I, yeah, it seems that they seem odd. I've never had a. An issue there. Um, right. On the on the Bruce Highway, um, yeah, that's a that's a tough one. Raglan Hotel, south of Rocky, always puts up a good feed. Yeah, I think a friend of mine said they. I haven't been here. What nine hundred gram rump steak? He's trying to tell me he was trying to eat one night. Wow. <laughs> right, what do you what do you what do you like, man? Mine. Um, yeah. Probably the pick of a mine on where I was travelling would be the. Shell at Aratula. Um, yeah, right. Right, eh? I always found the meals there pretty good. And like even in Brisbane, the BP there uh, up the end of Lytton Road right on the eh? port there, I've, yeah, I've always right. found their meals and that quite good. Um, I think that I've been to the Caltex in the port of Brisbane there uh, where the truck, where the old truck wash, yeah, whatever it was in. The truck wash even there still? Does it work still? That truck um, wash there? No, it's closed down. It's all there, yeah, but it's closed don't. down. I was, I was there the other day. Yeah, so they, they used to have a really good meal there. I, I couldn't say now as much, but it's been a while since I've been there. I mean, we used to go out to Pink and Bar and all that sort of stuff, and, and it was all right. But I mean, I, yeah, the uh, the situation certainly changed as far as the roadhouse goes. I used to always like the BP at Grafton. 
Oh, absolutely, that a, yeah. That was a good one, but you don't go anywhere yeah. near that anymore. Uh, uh, big shout out to Dave Hill. How are you, Dave? Yeah, Dave, how are you, mate? He'd be out here somewhere. Yeah, the the, uh, the BP at Grafton, that was always a good food in there. Always, mm. always a good food in there. And you get up there and you sit there and watch telly and make yourself a cuppa and you always felt as though, I don't know, <laughs> I didn't know the staff on a first-name basis because I wasn't up that way a lot. It wasn't my regular run. But every time I went up there, you always felt comfortable. They were always nice to you, you know? Mm. It, was like, it, was, it was like you were going to someone's house. <laughs> it wasn't like, just give, you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Absolutely. And, 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 I, and, I, and I sort of missed that. And, and, I mean, the old shell at Halfway Creek, not that new monstrosity that there, but the old one before that, you know? That was that was always always good, but yeah, BP the sorry the roadhouse at Trawalla back in the day, that was that used to be good. That's just the dusty pad now, I think. Mm. Now all these places have all gone, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. The, the good old yeah, the good old home home cooked meals not the same, and you can't walk in there and get the old oh, g'day Craig. What are yeah. you? What are you having tonight? Or or they'd start yeah. getting you whatever you normally had. You well, know. we used to, Rose and I used to pull up at, at Cocklebiddy on the way to Perth, and we would be there uh, every Wednesday morning. And depending on how we were travelling, yeah, we might have a. We, we'd always pull up because breakfast at Cocklebiddy was always the plan. So you know, if we got there a bit early, we'd just pull up and just have a couple of hours in the bunk, and you know that's about what it'd be a couple of hours. Um, we'd get out, the dog would have a bit of a run around and all the rest, we'd go inside and have uh, have, a, have breakfast in there. We always had the same thing for breakfast. We didn't have to order, you know, and, and, they, and they knew who we were. It was every Wednesday morning, regular as clockwork, set your watch by it. Ollie got, a, Ollie got a sausage. The dog got a sausage made for him, and uh, it was nice, you know. Hmm. And then... On the way home, we used to we used to always stop at the uh, at the BP at the border there, and Gary uh, would would be there overnight. It'd be in the you know at time. He'd see me pull up out the front. I used to wash my windscreen because we didn't fuel up there. Uh, we fueled up at uh, at Penang, but I always used to pull up there and wash the windscreen and go inside and and, and do that. He'd... <laughs> He used to make me two bacon egg sandwiches without being asked. And I said to him one night, mate, one day I'm not going to want these. He said, yeah, that'll be the day. But <laughs> 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 so while I was washing my windscreens and everything, he'd just see me pull up there and he'd come start making a couple of bacon egg sandwiches. <laughs> I mean, that's we miss that. You know, I certainly miss it anyway. Mm. And, um, and uh, you know, Ollie used to get a... He used to have a, bit, a little bit of roast lamb or something like that. He'd put it in a little container for Ollie, you know, because Ollie had run around and sniff everything all around the forecourt while I was washing the windscreen and that. And it was always good, always good. I love the old, I love that old service, that old school sort of thing, and something that's sort of fallen by the wayside. I actually think that if you started a roadhouse where you started to do that sort of stuff, I think maybe you might be on a winner. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I think it, so. You just got to be the the right spot. Like I, I thought that uh, when the the um, the shell at Bogger Villa there, when the the restaurant opened there, they might get a bit more a bit more trade because they 
you know, the, the girls, the local girls that used to run that, they used to, they used to serve up a, a pretty good meal and it was mm-hmm. reasonably close to being home. Like it's something you'd get at home. Yeah. Um, but when the, when they when they closed down and moved on and the new people come in, it just wasn't just wasn't the same. The menu wasn't the same. It was just more of a fast food type order off the board, and you, you get you get what you get type thing, yeah. which was rather disappointing. But um, of course, then there was a, then there was a few of the challenges we have there with some of the the local residents who who took the Mickey on and did a few things, and that sort of that put the, that crawled it really, didn't it? Pretty much, yeah. And um, I, I read on Facebook there recently some some truck driver got uh, got surrounded. I don't know if they were trying to mm. rob him or they, they they got it started stealing stuff on his truck and he caught him. But um, yeah, he yeah. ended up elsewhere and um, quite uh, quite battered and bruised. It's terrible when you think about it that that sort of thing can happen. I know. Well, I know that I wouldn't sleep there. Mm. Uh, I wouldn't sleep there in a pink fit. In fact, uh, yeah, there are places there are places where I would struggle to sleep. Mm. That'd be one of them. You know, I'm sure there are women in trucking. You know, like I was talking to Julie Downey the other day, and some of the mm. some of the things that she was saying and what I've heard over the years. It's mm. even a friend of mine. She's up in Karratha at the moment, uh, showing mm. the boys how to drive the quads and. Um, you know, I just couldn't imagine how they would be feeling uh, having to sleep at Bogabilla or out at Billiga or any anywhere really, where they've yeah. um, you know you got to get up in the night and go for a pee or something like that, and uh, the risk that you take. And they, they talk about safe workplaces. Well, holy hell! Um, <laughs> how, how can you call it a safe workplace? It's all right. Br- Brittany Higgins got three million, mate. It's all good. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Cha-ching. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So where's all the good truck stops around Mudgee? Mudgee? Mudgee. I don't even think there is a truck um, stop anymore. Is there a truck stop near Mudgee? I don't know. Been a long time since I've been through there. Been a long time since I've been that way too. Get up. Get, let's let's get the PowerNap website. Has it got spots, has it? It, it does. Well, there you go. And what's that what's that address there, Michael? Powernap.org.au. Right, eh? That's something everyone should have a look at then, is it? Yeah, mate, powernap.org.au. I'm just getting it up here on the big screen now. I'm replacing news.com with Powernap. You'll be pleased. There's a bit of a thing here, drive fatigue home. Powernap rest areas. Let's have a click on the rest areas, and you can go down, and there's a map. You can have a look at New South Wales, and it's loading as we speak. Isn't that good work, eh? It is, and you can choose your vehicle type, heavy vehicle. We can choose heavy vehicle or light vehicle, and we can say, this map identifies available rest stops for heavy vehicles. The journey planner feature is a guide only. (laughs) Heavy vehicles are restricted access need to ensure their route complies with restrictions for their vehicle type. Don't take a triple road train through Mudgee, all right? Right. <laughs> Just saying, you might get into Note trouble. It. Note to self, yep. <laughs> note to self. So, <laughs> note to self. So I'm, 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 I'm zooming in. I'm zooming, 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 zoom, zooming. Zoom, zoom. Zoom, 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 Mudgee. Look at that one. Well, I can see that, and I can't see you getting too many trucks in that. Can you? 
No. Where are you? You've already found it, have you? Miles out of you, mate. Oh, yeah. My 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 uh, computer's probably a little bit slower than yours. Change vehicle type. Mine says the same thing. Anyway, I reckon you'd get one truck in there. But you could you could there's a little thing over on the right hand side where you can tick you need toilets, picnic tables, barbecue facilities, wheelchair accessible, driver reviver in holiday periods. Hmm. So, yeah, there you go. But they're all over the place. Well that's a good one to go to, a bit of a resource there. Well, the thing about it is, you know as well as I do, um, one of the hardest things you can do when you're when you're a long distance driver, and I've been driving trucks all over Australia for a long time, but you don't always end up on the same road unless you're, I don't know, driving a quad backwards and forwards between uh, Port Hedland and Iron Valley, <laughs> then mm-hmm. you know, you've got one roadhouse and everyone knows where it is, you know. Um, so, uh, Oski there. Um so you've got this resource that you can use. It's state by state by state, and it's got all these things on it. You can have a bit of a look, and you can plan your route a little bit, where you're going to go, and it can tell you where some of the rest areas are. Andrea Hamilton Vaughan from Origin, Origin Cabon Council has done a magnificent job on this, mm. uh, and the people that she's had to obviously work. And I still haven't found Mudgy, you know. Really? I'm geographically, I'm geographically embarrassed. Do you need some help? I do. Oh, I, I do. Golden Highway, look. Yeah, it's over no, near it's... Buddy. It's over near Cara. There's somewhere I know yeah, that between like Dunny Do. That's right. Between Dunny Do and Sydney. Sydney. <laughs> it's out there somewhere. Yeah. Mudgy, I found Mudgy. Finally found at the Percy Knot rest area. There we go. You could fit three in there. Yeah, but anyway, we've found some here that are a bit further a bit further south. The only yeah. reason I'll bring it up, we've got a few few of ours heading down that way and yeah. just um Well yeah. there's no there, but there's no there's, this is the thing. There aren't that many actual truck stops with facilities where you can get a feed. No. And God help you if you want to try and pull up and get some groceries. I think, what is it, Trev, uh, Narrabri, you can pull up near the Woolies there if you're lucky. And yeah, that's pretty um, much it, isn't it? Pretty much you can, uh, If the, sometimes you've got a double park there, uh, but you yeah. can, uh, if, you run, if you're in a train though, yeah, you kind of, that, that's going to make it a bit hard because of the driveway access, you'd be blocking some access off, but yeah. Um, there's one spot there at the uh, the Coles at, at Moree on the on the corner there, but apart from that, it's um, you can always drop your trailers at Gundy and, and shoot into town, I guess. But just to pull up and, and rock on in, it's uh, it's not very uh, not very good at all. Mm. Well, this is the trouble, isn't it? I mean, we talk about you know, healthy food choices and all that sort of thing. Um, if the best you can do is some potato scallops out of the Bain Marie. Um, then you need to do something else. Mm. And uh, unfortunately, we're in the situation where uh, you don't really have a lot of choices, do you? No. No. And something that we discovered in our negotiations and, uh, and that with the, the recommendations from the um, with our Trucks Australia, Australia Stop Senate report was um, if we want to have these sorts of facilities, 
yeah. the state government's not going to help us. The federal government isn't going to help us. They they might be able to help with a bit of funding, but it's actually your local area council yeah. that has got to identify, uh, assess, and then apply to the, the state and the federal government for funding for that. So, yeah, yeah. you know, it, it comes back to the old story. If you've got a problem in a particular area, you've got to go to the, the, that local member. Yeah. And um, it, every town's got truck drivers, so... Yeah. Um, rather than one or two people doing a tour of the of the east coast to talk to all these people, um, just go down and chew out the um, your local member about getting things fixed in your hometown, and to get together we can do a we can do a lot. Yeah. Very yeah. True. So apparently there's a cafe near the uh, near the uh, railway line at Dunny Do. Yes. Which is pretty good. So there's plenty of that Dunny do. There's plenty of room to park there near the railway line. There's bakeries yeah. and cafes and all sorts of things there. Yeah, so that wouldn't be too bad. Some of the country towns are all right. I mean, I used to go out through the back there. We go, we go out to some of the mines out through Ugara and places like that. Mm-hmm. And you know, some of the shops I, I like to pull up in, in little towns. You know, there's a there's a there's a bloody great pie shop in Burua. Yeah, uh, uh, often hard to get a parking spot near it though. But if you if you're smart, you'll come you, if you're going into Bull or heading towards uh, Young or you know Cowra, uh, the Cowra turn off through Bull and you'll come down on the left hand side, and there's the council area there at the front, and there's a public toilet right there. You can often get a, a, a parking spot there out the front of the uh, the council buildings, and you're allowed to park there. I've actually slept in that spot. And uh, the public toilet's right there, and the pie shop is just down about 150 metres on the left-hand side. Mm-hmm. So a bit of local knowledge, because mm-hmm. I wouldn't know where you could get a good pie, not in uh, not in that small country town. I've <laughs> 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 oh, never been there before. <laughs> never. Never. Yeah. No, there's a few. There was some great little spots around, you know. But as far as um, a spot to sleep and and a cafe or something close by, but the the other amenities can be few and far between. Mm. Um, I always I always stop in Narrabri. Uh, sorry, uh, Narramine. Okay. Uh, opposite opposite the footy fields there. There's you you can park near the houses and there's some vacant land. Oh, that's where, um, like, where the, with the footy fields on the right-hand side with the toilet blocks and all that there. Is that what you're talking no, about? That's right, yeah. So if you're southbound, you can park on the dirt near the footy fields or if the, yeah. the northbound, yeah. you can you can pull up in the vacant lots. I normally go to bed down at the sale yards and then waddle up in the morning to the, the um, they call it the Soul Food Depot and, and Gallery. There's an old uh, loading dock out, yeah. out the side on um, on the on the side road. Yeah. Mate, the best coffee, the best bacon and egg sandwich you could ever you could ever wish for. You know what we should do, Daya? We really should put a good food guide mm. in the magazine. A good food guide. The truckies Absolutely. good food the mm. truckies good food style. I don't know whether you call it a good food guide. What would you call it? If we couldn't call it we call we call the kids part truck and young. Mm. But you could you could uh you could call it uh, truck and fat? How about that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Controversial. Controversial. Yeah. Let's not be controversial. Mm. Oh, 
idea. Uh, sometimes, sometimes it's a little bit difficult. Uh, sometimes, just because it tastes good, you should eat it. That's what I reckon. Mm. Oh, well, there's yes, it's definitely a, a, an idea there, Mike. A, a, yeah. a page or half page on on what is just a great place to eat, you know, or even just some ideas on where these rest areas are. Mm. Mm. Yeah, well, yeah. stay tuned. Stay tuned. But for anybody who's actually looking, go to that powernap. Powernap.org.au. Yeah, and there's rest areas. There's information on drive fatigue. There's information on all sorts of stuff. And you can find the contact details, powernap.org.au. Mm. Go, go. go there. Go there. Righto. We'll go to a bit of a tune, eh? Why not? Righto. Hang about, Trev. We'll um, just go to a tune, Trev. Just wait there. We'll, um, we'll be back. All right.
Well, there's a bit of boom, crash, op, and some onion skin. Talking about your good feeds around there, Michael. Onion no, skins? Onion skins, no. No, 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 no. No, no. Not, at all. not in the not onions? Oh, well, I don't mind a baked onion or an onion on a bit of tomato uh, tomato and onion sandwich, for example. That's all right. Mm. I don't mind that. Don't mind that. Onion in its place is is, is perfectly okay. Yeah. Bit of bit of bit of uh, the uh, the purple onion in the in the lettuce for in a salad, for example. That's okay. Yeah. I'm not sure. Not sure. I'd do a Tony Abbott and just sort of nip into a raw one. I don't think I'd go quite that far. If you've got a blocked nose, it doesn't taste any different to an apple. Really? Try it. No. Oh. No, 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 no. I don't think I'll be fanging into a bloody onion anytime soon, mate. I'm not that desperate. Mm. So how far are you headed tonight, Trev? Oh, I just got a couple of hours up the road. I, I come up out of Sydney yesterday, and by the time I got unloaded and got to bed, it was like 2.30 a.m., and... So I got a bit of a sleep in this morning, so yeah, not feeling real tired at the moment. I reckon I've got another couple of hours in me to get up around the Gladstone area. Maybe, yeah, that'll probably do me. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, there's a nice puma at Calliope, mate. I've been in there. Great showers in there. Yes, they there do. is plenty of room, yeah. They do a really good big breakfast in there. I know. Well, sorry, I don't know. I've never had a big breakfast at the puma at Calliope, I you know, not one of the roadhouses I've ever frequented. I don't know nothing about him and Calliope, mate. Sorry. Can't it's pretty me. good. I saw a couple of guys <laughs> hoeing into a big plate of, um, have to be a big brekkie. Certainly, a, yeah. I'd probably call it a, a humongous brekkie, but uh, yeah, they were enjoying it. <laughs> Rose is listening. Shush. Jesus, mm. mate. <laughs> I'll be so, did you used to go around day. having sneaky snacks everywhere, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> It sounds that way, doesn't it? Probably, Ray's probably no. packed your dinner and you're probably thrown it in the bin everywhere on no, the way. No, no, I've never, ever thrown anything that Rose has ever made me in the bin. So may God strike me dead. Jeez, but, you're a you good know, boy then, aren't you? No, I'm not, Rose, Rose looks after me. But um, unfortunately, sometimes I get places and I just, yeah, well, I know where I can get a good feed, right? Mm. And sometimes I'll just factor that into the planning. So when I used to go up to the bomb factory at Bejewel, um, I would go up there and unload at stupid o'clock in the morning up there and come back south and we'd come to Calliope. And, of course, unfortunately, someone would grab the steering wheel and swing it hard to the left at the intersection. Mm-hmm. And before you knew what was going on, I was parked out the back of the Puma and she was idling down and I was heading inside for a big brekkie. And it just used to happen. I don't know how it happened, but it happened continuously, time after time after time. Yeah. But, uh, wasn't on um, auto drive sort of thing. May well have been. Don't don't let anyone think that we you know we have auto drive or anything, mate. Good God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's good uh, good management of mental health, Mike. Just sometimes you just got to get out of the truck and go and sit in a different environment. Yeah. And and have have some nice food, even if it's a nice um, you know corn meat and salad sandwich, just to just to yeah. get away from the truck. Mm. Yeah. Well, you know, I love my truck, mate. So, I, I used you know, to take take my own, my own stuff with me and get the cooker out and cook up your bit of steak and mm. veggies and do your own thing. But I, I'll I'll have to admit, you know, nowadays I'd prefer to do that. Trevor just park the truck, walk mm. over and let someone else cook the meal for me. Um, yeah, it's it's yeah. all right if you can find somewhere to do it. You mm. know, and I mean this is why we were talking about the situation with guys. 
not been able to get a decent feed. As I said, Rose made my stuff up, put it in containers and throw it in the fridge and just heat it in the microwave. It's good food, you know. Mm. Um, like you say, you miss that bit of a social component of going and having a bit of a talk to people on things, mm. a bit of a worry. Mm. But, you know, uh, I started off I started off with one of those black box, you know, those heaters. Yeah. And uh, I used to often forget to get the meal out of the fridge and put it in the black box so the time you took to have the break, it'd be, it wouldn't be hot enough, you know. Yeah. Um, or you, and, or you uh, forget to plug it in. <laughs> or you forget to plug it in. Or whatever, and you just—it's all too friggin' hard. And at least, you know, with the microwave, you get up in the morning. I put a cup, uh, put a, put some water in the microwave to make a hot hot brew. And you know, you can do you can do scrambled eggs, you can do all sorts of things in the bloody microwave if you know how to do it. And um, you know, I uh, I've found that's that's quite a game. Another text message now. You, you can turn that notification um, off there, Mike. Yeah. I actually struggle with that, Mike, because uh, you know the Volvo. Just even though it's got the bigger bed in it, it's just it's still a Volvo. You still uh, you still have you got the headroom, but you just haven't got the you haven't got the uh, the kitchen area. You know, mm. no living yeah. room. Not as if, yeah. yeah well, well, if you actually again, if you, go on, sorry. If we had that Mac that was at the truck show, that that <laughs> might be a little bit different. I got inside that and had a look, you know. And I'll tell you what, you can live in there. You could, the only thing, you know what was missing in that truck? There's only one thing missing in there. Two things. Two sure not three. No, nah, two. A strip of pole and a mirror ball. <laughs> <laughs> That's all yeah. that was missing in there. It's just awesome. The amount of space you can sort of spread yourself uh, out, throw yourself around. It was really, really, really awesome. Did they uh, let you up in there? Head. They did. How do you think Rose would feel? Of, how do you think Rose would feel about that? Mike having a disco ball and a stripper pole in your truck? <laughs> Before Rose to use, mate. What are you talking about? <laughs> I think that's what uh, Trevor was asking. I'm thinking I'm going to be sleeping in the shed tonight. You two. Well, <laughs> you've made it your little home away from home. So I have. I have indeed. Hmm. Down here, I've got me couple of whiteboards. I've got me fridge. I've got me coffee maker, the heater. Do you know, Trev, you got a new whiteboard this week. I did, and yeah. I've never seen anyone so excited about a whiteboard. <laughs> so, in that, what I tried to do was set him up with one of these programs. I won't say what it is, but you know, it's it's like a a, a whiteboard that we all share on the computer and, you know, you can apply tasks here and there. So It doesn't work, Trev. So it doesn't work. It doesn't work, well, it doesn't it does, work but Trev. It doesn't, no, doesn't no. work for Mike. So what Mike's solution is is to put get another whiteboard in his cage there. <laughs> so he writes stuff on it, takes photos of it and sends it to us. That's right. <laughs> so I'm not sure if that's his way of... Uh, Disabling our ability to uh, write on the board. Yeah, it is. It's, it works. It works for me. Yeah. Yeah. They, they haven't heard the best bit yet, Trev. You know what I'm going to do shortly? I've been giving them up. I've been giving them updates of the magazine. I've been sharing the flat plan with them of the magazine as it's coming along. Right. Yeah. That, that's a that's about to stop. What you're not going to give us any? No. Why not? Because you, you and your mate Yogi and, and all these other fellas kept a secret from me for months. Yeah, right. For months. 
So... I'm going to say Jay Wacky. Don't worry about it. She'll be right. That's what I'm going to say. Oh, listen to this now. Now, earlier on, Mike wanted to have a chat about OCD and different things, personality traits. Hey, Trev, would you ever believe that Michael actually stresses out sometimes? Oh, I find that extremely difficult <laughs> to imagine. Yeah. 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 But anyway, apparently the don't worry, she'll be right attitude doesn't go down well with him. Depends on what it's about. It depends on what it's about. <laughs> if we're talking about if we're talking about organising beers for Saturday night and you know, don't worry, she'll be right. Yeah, don't worry, she'll you be right. You can handle that. We're talking about a print deadline. Don't worry, she'll be right. It really doesn't cut it. <laughs> oh, Sorry. It does. She'll be right. Don't worry about it, mate. Depends on your point of view. <laughs> yeah. Oh, as long yeah. as you've got all your, all your task lists and your bullet points done on your whiteboard, mate, you can just tick them off one at a time. And Mate, if I show you the structure. If, you, if I show you the picture of the whiteboard that's behind me now. I We'd have to kill it. him. We'd have to kill me. Mm. But I've got ticks. I can show you a row of ticks yeah. on the things that have been completed. Jeez, you're doing yeah. well, Mike. You're doing well. I know exactly where I know exactly where everything is. I can Yeah, there you go. Mm. It's all good. And Mate, you can still do it in a in a blackout or you or a and, and they can't hack your whiteboard. That's right. <laughs> you can't hack me whiteboard. That's right. Those brutal people over at Prime Creative Media can't hack my whiteboard. <laughs> what can I say? Oh, because they're say? after you. They're after you. I'm not paranoid. No. I'm Have you got paranoid. your foil hat on right now? <laughs> <laughs> In a Faraday cage. <laughs> Tell you what, the reason you, like, you look like the one reason. of those little computer geeks from like World War Two. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That's right. Know. That's right. Sit up there. Talking, about, talking about hacking, has there been any more conversation about um, the new technology coming into trucks and the, the autonomous uh, option with the trucks and, mm. uh, and the potential to, to hack it and cause turn it into a weapon or crash it intentionally, well, all that sort of stuff? I don't know sort why they worry about hacking a truck to crash it when if they're going to get that far with computers, look at our phones and our computers now, like, they just yeah. fail for no apparent reason as it is. I've got a I've got a message for all the hackers out there actually. Mm-hmm. Do your damn job. Erase the bank records. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Put interest rates down. How about that? Can hackers well, do that? Just erase everyone's mortgages. There yeah. you go. Hackers. Mm. Your mission your mission, should you choose to accept at King.com. Mm. Erase the bank mortgage records. Now, yeah, there's that. a challenge to go out, isn't it? Yep. That's, Erase the yeah. bank mortgage records. Mm. Go with that. Oh, I, I wonder. I was wondering if someone's actually crashed a Tesla yet. I wonder, does the windscreen go blue when the truck crashes? <laughs> <laughs> Come up with a with a QR code on scan here to see what the problem is. Yeah. Uh, mine did that yeah. mine did that the other day at home, Trevor, the computer. I walked yeah. walked in after being away all day and come back in, it's got two blue screens and a awesome. and a and a 
QR code in the corner which you scan on your phone and it tells you that you may have a problem, contact Microsoft. <laughs> oh, oh, all right, really? The, yeah, the, I didn't... Fact that it's a, the fact that it's a PC and you've got a blue screen tells you all you need to know, really. Yeah. <laughs> you'd, so, you'd be panicked in that if it's not, that it's not, a, uh, not a ransomware attack, something like that. Oh, I was panicking because yeah. it was about an hour and a half before we went live on air. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But anyway, that problem has not been fixed. <laughs> it's an error 404 problem. Oh, I wish it was. As opposed yeah. to an error, an error 104 problem. Oh, hey, 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 hey. Leave the 104s alone. Oh. Right, at least you don't need slippers to drive one. No, you don't, but you do need sticky finger grips and mm. gloves to yeah. drive one. Hang on, hang That's on. Right. Hang on, sit in, sit down, hang on, shut up. That's mm. what you need. Yeah, yeah. Well, I right. an error in this the other night where the, um, the, they want to put this emergency braking system into all these trucks while I was driving along and I haven't got ABS, didn't have ABS trailers, so the, the warning system still works, but the actual brake activation isn't, doesn't, doesn't work if you haven't got ABS. Well, there's yeah. no one in front of me. No kangaroos on the road. There was no one in front of me, and this thing's this thing's telling me, you know, imminent imminent impact. Yeah, I've had that. And you just I've scratch your happen. head and you just go, you too. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I've had wow. that happen. I, mine was caused by a by a dirty great big bug on moth smacking into the buddy sensor on the front of the truck. Mm. Ah, that might have been the issue. Yep. And, and uh, yeah, and and it just went and just slammed the brakes on. Hmm. Thanks very much for that. Nearly put me through the windscreen. I think those uh, those benzes will break at shadows. You watch that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I took I took wow. a benz. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how much stock longer you've got, Trevor. You right? Or you, we're sort of finishing about twenty minutes, mate. But you want to you want right, to go? Yeah. Or? No, no, all good, all good. Uh, I I took a couple of years ago when they uh, brought the new Actros out with the without the mirrors on. You know, with the with the LED mirrors. And I got one of those, which I took, and it had the terrain following GPS and all that sort of stuff, and the, and the uh, you know the adjustable system and everything. It was a beautiful thing to drive. I really actually quite enjoyed driving it. Um, it, it almost drove itself, uh, yeah. and I I couldn't fault the thing. And it was brand well, it was brand new. I don't know what it would be like down the track. I think Australian roads sort of tend to sort these European trucks out fairly quickly. But uh, the LED mirrors took a little bit to get used to. Once I did, I found that they were better than the ordinary mirrors, except for in low light in the dark. Um, but apart from that, uh, it was a it was a lovely, lovely truck to drive, I thought. Um, it, it did with the... with the um, I drove it from, from Preston's all the way around to Seven Hills, around the M7 in heavy traffic, Without touching the throttle or the brake. Yeah. Really? There you go. Right. Yeah, really. Fair income. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Pretty impressive yeah. up here on the Bruce. Um, you know, I've I'll, I'll back off that on the Marlborough stretch there. There's a few rough patches, and either side of Calliope, there's a few rough patches. But, um, yeah. you know, on the overtaking yeah. lanes out north north of Rocky, you know, like, if I'm uh, if I'm coming down and I'm, I'm fully loaded, the Benzes don't have a, an issue about out out and around me, and um, you know they seem to get along pretty 
pretty good. They ride all right. The rock cabin doesn't rock around too much. Well, I hate to say it, but I had this Benz on the same job I normally had my 9 on. It was lighter. We got a little bit more freight on it and the a little more, more fluid on it um, in the tank. Mm. Same barrel, same job, same everything. A uh, little bit better fuel economy and a little bit more weight every load. And it was comfortable to drive. Having said that, I like the 9-0. <laughs> um, be- because I'm a grumpy old guy and I like my old Kenworth. But, you know, I said to JJ, um, you know, I wouldn't be upset if I ended up driving one of these. Uh, and and the, the fact is, the way they're laid out inside, you can get a pack from called a driver pack um, with a seat that folds down um, and the bed will fold up and fold down and there's a little work table there and a light. When you put the, the curtains around, they're not like those heavy, black, horrible curtains. They're like a silky sort of a curtain. They're very light. You slide them around, takes 30 seconds to set yourself up, and it's like having a 16-inch sleeper mm. um, in a cab over. So you've got to think, you know, and then you match that up with the cooler bar system. And, I, you know, David Saliba at Cooler Bar, how are you, mate? I know I know, uh, and this is not a paid ad from David, it's just something I happen to love, those cooler bar systems, the heaters and coolers. Uh, <clears throat> quiet, so they're not the same as a ice pack. I love an ice pack. My Kenworth had an ice pack on them. These cooler bars with the heaters and coolers are really good. And if you you, know, you match up, you get a few of these things and you have a look at technology and you spec your trucks up properly, you can at least make life on the road a little bit comfortable if you try. Don't have to try too hard either. Uh, anyway, there you go. No, that's it. The, the only the Acros the only Acros I've had a look at it, it didn't have the driver package. It didn't have a lot of a lot mm-hmm. of storage up the back. I, I, I saw there was a lot of wasted space, but yeah, I don't know yeah. if, if there's an engineering firm, someone like Truckart at Wagga or someone like that. I yeah. don't know if they could knock up something or whether there's factory options now. I know in the Volvo I got the I got the the double bunk so. If yeah. Someone, if I can bring an extra person there, but that's that's great for storage. I've got the the cupboards up on the back wall, you know, mm. the TV on the side. I've got my travel buddy stainless steel in the in the in the front cupboard, um, fridge underneath and fridge on the floor. So you know, I'm yeah. kind of pretty well sorted. But some of these trucks can be a little bit sparse. I think um, I think there's room for improvement in the industry there yeah. to, to deck them out a little bit better. Well, Only if the design teams had talked to the drivers rather than their, their techies. Yeah, well, Daimler at, Daimler at Huntingwood, um, they supported me with a couple of trucks for the uh, for the water run back back a couple of years ago when we did that at the end of the drought there, just before the COVID thing happened. And uh, they had uh, the, the demonstrator, they had the first ones in the country that I saw without the mirrors on, etc. Which is where I got the one from from the demo that I I did, and that's where they had the driver pack. So where you're talking about the wasted space up in the back of the cab, uh, the driver pack has got cupboards and, and that up there. That's where they put the microwave and and all that sort of stuff up uh, in there. Right so uh, and and uh, Centurion over in Western Australia, the Chookheads, that's the way they had their Mercedes trucks specced up because they tow triples and that with them over there. In Western Australia, yeah. with the big, big with the big benzes, so and I think that they've been found to be pretty good. I mean, without putting too fine a point on it, they're not a truck that you're going to find out on the bloody Tanami. But then, 
you know, you're not going to find trucks that are out on the Tanama or on the bloody Hume Highway either, are you? So, you know, it, it's it's horses for courses. But the Mercedes, I do like the Mercedes. I like the Volvo too. I mean, the, the Globetrotters are not a bad truck. Plenty of room in a Globetrotter. Well, you're in a Globetrotter. Yeah. I but, am, yeah. Uh, but they're, they're, uh, they're, they do lack a little bit in some areas. Uh, it makes me wonder sometimes. Have you seen the new DAFs and that? They're getting pretty big too. That, that one at the truck show was pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it had a Cummins, uh, Cummins X15 in it, didn't it? An X15A and uh, all that sort of thing. So Euro-spec trucks. Having said that, I was stupid enough to buy a Magnum. So, you know, <laughs> what, what can you say? Well. Maybe my judgment in trucks isn't that good. I'll shut up. Uh, they all have their places. They gotta be gotta be tested somewhere, mate. Well, the Magnum was all right, except that only had a bed in it which was like twenty eight inches wide. Um and you, you know, I fell out of that mm-hmm. damn thing too once. That was terrible. Fell and, out of it. Yeah, the face plane onto the ground off the driver's softball. That was funny for those who were watching. <laughs> maybe the Magnum you know, I was talking to a mate of mine, um, He's looking at buying a new truck at the moment, and I said, you know, are you looking at this? Are you looking at that? And he just said, no, he's pretty happy with a with a standard um, sort of basic sort of a truck. But as he said, the job that he's doing, he, he can't afford. There's not the rate in it to, to buy the big truck. So yeah, he's yeah. got to he's got to buy the truck that gives him the the, the creature comforts, and mm. then he can make money out out of the work that he's that he's doing. So you know, why why will all love to drive around in you know, limousines and all that sort of stuff. Um, if the work you're doing can't support the big $550,000, dollars $600,000 dollars mm. um, you know, it's just, a, it's just a pipe dream. Yeah, all the fat cab K200 or K, K220 or whatever they are these days. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's all very nice and... and you know, uh, drivers want to drive them, but as you say, if they can't afford to buy them and can't afford to run them, well, that's the way it goes, isn't it? Yeah, well, that's um, it. Yeah, well, look, um, I've got a guy I know down in Melbourne. He went, and, he was on a job. He liked it, liked the work. Went and bought a a new new K uh, K two hundred. Um, yeah, probably about a two thousand and sixteen model, fifteen model, mm. I suppose. Brand new, yep. and. Um, he ended up uh, running into trouble with his um, with his current employer yeah. uh, or his his prime contractor. So he went looking for work, and yep. uh, he was competing against guys running around in, um, in older, you know, one hundred fours. Not to pick on you, Craig, but you know, one hundred fours, one hundred eights, the two thousand and twelve K two hundreds, and the rate that they were getting paid was just yeah. um, he he just couldn't afford to to do that work. So he had to go looking somewhere else and. Didn't do real well. Uh, they end up having to sell the truck and and move on. This is the thing, though. I've always said that if I was ever going to go back and buy another truck, it wouldn't be a brand new one. You know, it would be it would be a buddy T six hundred Kenworth or something like that, or you know, something that you could buy and you could spend a bit of money on and you could afford to park it if things went sideways. You know. You're stuck mm. trying to pay off a new truck. You, I mean, you'd know probably better than me, Craig. You're, you've had closer hand experience with guys um, with the price of bloody trucks these days. 
how much they're paying for them, and, and it's just oh, it blow, blows my mind sometimes when you see the price of them. Um, yeah, you know, but it's, well, um, you, you've seen five-year-old K two hundred Kenworths with a million kilometres on them now, and they still want two hundred and twenty thousand for them. Oh, and plus, um, it's crazy. It, it, it's amazing now though the trucks that hit the market. Mm. You know, they're only three years old, and they've got. 1.2 million, 1.4 million k's on them. Yeah, how does that happen? Yeah. They drive the wheels of them, but that's yeah. you know. That's so but then again, was... you've got you've got Kenworths running around like the one that Rose and I used to cross the paddock in. That truck is still going. Mm. When I got out of it, it had two million on it. Yeah, Rose and Rose and I put those on it, mm. and and that was six years ago now. Yeah, five or six years ago. And it's so, still, still going. And it's still going, yeah. you know. So God knows how many kilometres it's got on it now. Mm. Um, and, you know, that truck would have been, I, I don't know what it would have been, it probably would have been three or $400,000 when it was new. Yeah. I don't know what a, what a, what a K200 was when they were, it was one of the early ones. So I don't know what they were, but, you know, I didn't pay for it. So, But, I mean, it certainly paid for itself. Mm. thing is now you just can't. Like even companies can't buy trucks quick enough, so mm. you know instead of of what they might trade in at four or five years old, they're actually rebuilding, keeping because they're going to choice because mm. you can't buy a new one because the supply is just not there. Well, that's right. You go and you buy a crate motor and throw it in and mm. replace the clutch and away you go. Re race the gearbox if you have to. And you can you know you can buy all the bits if you've got a Kenworth or a. a an American truck, anyway. You can buy the bits. You can always go and buy a new seat. You can buy a new steering wheel, replace the instruments. Just, just keep patching them up and keep going. They just keep going. That's why I'm saying, why wouldn't just you go trucking? Just keep trucking. Yeah. Why wouldn't you go and buy, you know, uh, uh, a six hundred or a six hundred one or something like that? Mm. You know, six hundred four even, nine hundred four even. Yeah. I mean, you know, why wouldn't you do that? Why? I don't understand why. You know, why some of these guys have to have the buddy, you know, 909 with a bit of bling on it. It doesn't. Yeah, the biggest bling. and the best. But, you know, as I suppose now, the, if you're buying your truck, why not have have a bit extra put on it? They look good. Mm. You mm. know, that that's the passion that's in some people. It's not always just about the money. It's, you know, they might oh, be buying yeah. that truck to keep that, you know. You might see a fleet that's got one pretty flash truck, but... You know, that might be one out of 20 um, because the owner of the company's just wanted something special for himself or something special for the company. So, oh, there are there are a few fleets around there that got more than one special truck in them. I mean, oh, that's you know, all right, too. If they've, I mean, if they can afford to do it and that's what they want to do, yeah. don't get me wrong, I, I like nice looking trucks. Um, so, do I, mate? Would I spend that hey. sort of money myself? No, but yeah. I'll certainly walk around and look at them all day. I could, uh, if, if I could have someone else to wash it for me mm. um, and, and, and polish it and do all that stuff, I, I love the bleak. I, I love the, the big truck. Someone just sent me a message and said, So you want the rig of the month then? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. So they can be rig of the month. Absolutely. Mm. Uh, no, I, you know, I, I, I love. I love a nice-looking truck. I really do. Um, but, uh, you, you know, also I, I like to keep the wheels turning and I've never had an objection to getting out on the dirt, you know. And mm. that, 
that you can't mix trucks with bling on them out in the dirt. You know, it's not keeping looking good anyway. Mm. So, uh, just my and even finding a decent place to wash them, you know, like um, all the places that I've worked, you've just got your typical wash bay. There's no raised mm. raised platforms where you can get up and clean your, clean your chrome properly and, and, yeah, and, and well, keep on top of it. Uh, that, that adds an extra challenge. Well, there are a few truck washers around here, around that do a decent job. I mean, you can go and see old mate Ray Pepper over in Adelaide. They wash your truck over there for you. Mm. And, um, you know, the, what is it? The Eagle Truck Wash at Spent and Grange do a pretty good job. I like taking mine in there. Mm. Um, there's plenty of I mean, little thaws in Brisbane. There's plenty of truck washers around. Um, the clean, the, what do they call it, in Western Australia at the BP there? Awesome job. Oh, Jeez, yeah. they wash them. They wash some nice trucks in there too. The, the patch, the patch truck gets washed in there, and Andrew Solder's truck gets washed in there. And there's look, mate. Some of the photos. Have you seen their Facebook page? Some of the bangers that get washed in there, absolutely amazing. Uh, really nice looking trucks. And uh, but but on the other side of it, if you're a driver and you've got to pay yourself to have the truck washed. It, it's probably a little bit outside your price point, you know, to get them watching some of the truck watches. I don't know. Yeah, like some of them now, you know, just normal B-double, you're looking at $300-odd, but these oh, places yeah. are struggling struggling for staff as well. Yeah. So, yeah, well, I'm not sure I'd want to wash trucks all day. No. I mean, get a bit old after well, a while, I- wouldn't it? Well, I know the truck washers around Brisbane. There's uh, there's no um, there's no young Aussie kids in there giving it a crack. Mm. Yeah, well, that's a worry, yeah. you know, but still, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's it. And the, the guys that are there, like I, I go to the one at I go to Craig's at the back of um, uh, what's called Lineage now, I think, down on Linton Road there, back of the one of the coal stores. Mm. Yeah, and those guys there, they they do a good job. They they get a bit slack every now and again, and just got to get out and go. Well, you know, come on, fair go, guys. Yeah, fair suck of the sav. Yeah, you, you miss that. That's not too much, but yeah, they they do a reasonable job, and um, it's just not that expensive. I sort of go through there once every three weeks, just try not yeah. to hit the boss's pocket too much, and yeah, yeah. It, it does the job. And with the amount of roadworks on the Bruce at the moment, you know, between um, Brisbane and Gingin, you if it's wet, well, you don't even bother washing your truck. Yeah. Well. Just between you, me, and the gatepost, mate, I'd rather pay 150 bucks to have your truck washed and spend four hours washing them yourself. That's just that's yeah. just me. Yeah. That's just yeah. me. I mean, that's just me because I can. But, you know, and, and to be perfectly honest with you, my favourite truck wash in Australia of all the truck washes I've been in, uh, not counting the one in Western Australia because they do an awesome job over there and I've had one washed over there. But on the East Coast, and if you're in Sydney, Eagle Truck Wash at Smeet and Grange, opposite the Coles DC. A little bit challenging to get in there, but they do a magic job, them fellas. And that's a free ad because I like them, not because they're paid me. Right, eh? <laughs> Not cash for comment. Just saying. Just saying. I should start getting cash for comment, though. I should be like that movie Idiocracy where I just spout the sponsors all the time and get paid for it. That'd be good. <laughs> then we probably will end up in court. Yeah. You know. Jeez. Well, people are selling their their, their body, uh, their skin for with signage. Like, uh, can't, oh. can't remember exactly what it, what. It, yeah, this guy, this guy got a um, someone's logo. 
Yeah. Solely smaller, you know, um, you know, 10, 10 centimetres square on the back of his head or something. He sold it and got some sponsor and he's walking around. I think it, I don't think it was a real tattoo. I think it was just a rub off or a temporary right. tattoo. Right. Um, just like, like it wasn't Nike, but just let's just say someone sold their head for the, for the <laughs> Nike logo. Mm-hmm. You know, advertising, advertising space. Oh, we get mm-hmm. sillier and sillier all the time, don't we? This is a bloody uh, tra- tra- a tram stamp with Jurex written on it or something like that. That'd be. Which would be. Oh, I shouldn't laugh, man, Jake. Oh, dear, dear, dear. <laughs> <laughs> you're right, you're right, are you, Trent? Have you, have you recovered? Yeah, yeah. You'd be like Alan Joyce, though. He just sold seven, seventeen million dollars worth of uh, Qantas shares. Mm. Seventeen million dollars worth of Qantas shares he sold, but he's he not broke. He's still got one point four five million dollars worth of shares left. Oh, wow! Right, eh? yeah, yeah, well, he, I, he, you don't want them. I'll have them. He's, uh, I had he's, a story. Yeah. Um, sorry, he accumulated two point five million shares. Since 2012, right? I've just said someone sent me a text message with laughing emojis. They got the joke. Yeah, <laughs> mm. uh, uh, he was getting them when they were trading at a dollar fifty, right? Yeah. Now they're trading at six dollars seventy-four or something. Something, nice. something like that, I don't know. You know, you know. And he's adding, uh, sorry, six dollars thirty-five. They went down four point one percent prior to the sale. So his two point seven million might have forced the price down a little bit more. Uh, yeah. He's pocketed he's pocketed sixteen point nine million according to the airline's most re- recent annual report. Sixteen point nine million dollars for that little leprechaun. Well, he's done go. well, hasn't he? He's done well, hasn't he? I was talking to a computer guy a couple of months ago now, and his good mate that he went through, um, I think they were college, I think they were university mates. They did. Um, did their computer engineering at the same time. Yeah. Um, back in about 2012, 2013, he, he, he bought this thing called Bitcoin and just threw it in the bottom cupboard of his <laughs> little drawer of his desk and yeah. pulled them out last year, two years ago. Uh, 100 and, 140, $160 million worth. Wow. And then, then had to fight the ATO off to try and keep as much of that as he possibly could. Yeah, what a what a terrible fight to have to have. Mm. Yeah. I hate that, that fight. Let's just close it out on something. I I go on, sorry. Oh, he, he um he did walk away with a fair chunk of change. He, he's not he's not he won't be eating Vegemite sandwiches for to survive. Yeah, well, someone else just someone just texted through and said AJ's paid nine million for his new pad overlooking the uh, overlooking the opera house with his boyfriend. So, wow. yeah, good luck to that. Selling their nineteen million dollar house or something at Nelson, I think it is. I don't know. I'm just. I'm, I could be misquoting him there. I'm sorry. I don't want to libel you, uh, mate. I know how litigious you are. And good luck to you. You've earned every cent of it. And see you later. Have fun, buddy. Um, just that's my idiot. Yeah. We could work. We could work our ass off for our entire life. In our entire life, and not make a, a, even a mouthful of what that guy's made. Mm. Unbelievable. Mm. 
I could really go to town. I really could. But you I, um, I know a Wall Street guy. He's retired now. Um, yeah. He, uh, his final uh, dividend check um, mm. was in the um, was in the hundreds of millions of dollars. Wow! And that was just just a dividend check on um, oh, no. when he when he joined the firm. He was only. Uh, you know, just a young stockbroker, and he got into yep. doing deals and had a few ideas. And he um, he said uh, he went he, he he got his base salary, but then he went on to performance bonuses. Yeah, yeah. that performance bonus ended up in the hundreds of millions of dollars um, at the end of his career. He, he yeah. just built such a a big business. Um, yeah, you know, and and he, he uh, I didn't I've spoke to him on the phone, but I haven't spoke to him face to face a mate of mine has yeah and that's just money's nothing to him yeah. just, you know, we'll cash that and might spend it next next year well they can throw some of it my way mate <laughs> yeah well that's what i thought we, we tried getting a piece of it but it's just um it's it's, it's hard yakka putting putting deals together to the magnitude that those guys do it's just yeah. uh it's a entirely different world yeah, well, I'm looking forward to a to a bloody invitation to the housewarming at the at the new joint in uh, in the rocks there. That'll be good. Time for us to wrap this show up, I think, buddy. In it, it is, mate. Yes, yeah, nine o'clock. Thanks everyone for coming along and joining us. Yeah, thanks for joining in. Thanks for all the text message we receive. I, I, will I turn me dinger off next I'd time? Say I? so. Well, I leave, I leave it on because people are saying you're not being texted. Well, now you've been hearing it. You know I have been. Yeah. And uh, thanks for joining us, Trev. You, uh, you're probably going to go to bed now, aren't you? Oh, no. I'll go for a toddle up the road a few more hours. It's all good. Right on, mate. Well, you drive safely up there. Keep the uh, shiny side up, mate, and the greasy side down. Is that how it goes? We'll catch you on the flip-flop. we gone bye-bye. Is that how it goes? Oh, that works for me, mate, at this time of night. But, yeah. It was the, it was sure the dark well, moon sure on well, the 6th of June yesterday, mate. The dark of the moon on the 6th of June yesterday, it was. It was. That's right, 6th of June. It was too, yeah. Yeah, I saw your comment this morning. I went, oh, yeah, I didn't really think of that, but I was, I was someone asked me about, about those lyrics. <laughs> can you, can yeah. you really call yourself a truck driver? If you don't know the lyrics to Convoy by heart, you can quote any bit at any time. What is wrong with you? Yeah, well, that's it. It's certainly on the playlist, mate. Right, well, take care of yourself, mate. I look forward to seeing you down the track. And thanks, Tech Guy, for your help. It's been great. Yeah, right. Thanks, everyone. We'll have to say goodnight here. News is coming in. So thank you all. And thank you. see you on Saturday night. Saturday night session live. Hello, I'm Sarah Patterson. The Reserve Bank is worried a decision to increase the minimum wage will lead to a broader spike in pay packets. Australia's lowest paid workers will receive a wage rise of up to 8.6.